So today it is um, a list of gender neutral greetings. Ooh, I love this. That I'm psyched about. Okay, so first one is, what's up, rat bastards? (laughs) I love that one. Second one is, hello, cowards. (laughs) What's the word, baby birds? (laughs) Hello, my sweet summer children. Summer children. I love that one. I'm actually going to start using that. Um, (laughs) Avast me hearties. (laughs) What it do, baby? (laughs) Listen up, fives. A ten is speaking. Oh, I like that one. I might use that. That's kind of funny. Um, hello, friends and enemies. And then, um, what's what up, demons? It's me, your boy. <laughs> I like that one a lot. And then I would also like to submit for um, everyone's consideration my personal favorite, which was guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I love it. I think anyone who wants to address uh, us may use any of these. I personally uh, love rat bastards. Yeah, that one's pretty good. My 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 favorite was what's the word, baby birds? I think that one's funny. <laughs> I think you should call your uh, teen your teens spring chickens. Well, you know, for the last couple years, I've been referring to them as ducklings. Aw, that's cuter. I like it. <laughs> Because like, that started out because every time I would walk around anywhere one summer, I would have a trail of at least three teenagers following behind me, and they never walked in, like, a clump. They would always walk in a single-file line, because I guess that's just sort of, like, uh, what do you call it, um, like, drilled into their heads from elementary school to, like, walk in a straight line. Yeah, so, memory. Yeah, so, like, most days... Like, after a certain time in the afternoon or on Saturdays, I can usually be seen walking around with, like, a line of, like, five teenagers following behind me like little baby ducks. So I started calling them the ducklings. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. Yeah, they're adorable. I'm going to miss them. Oh, yes. Well, before we get into any more things, hi, I'm Elisa. I'm Jess, and we are the Social Disease Podcast. Whoop, yeah, whoop. Yeah, yeah, but you have uh, an announcement to make, right? Or a, yeah. A thing. Yeah, I got a cool thing going on in my life. Well, a few cool things actually going on in my life. Um, so I am quitting my job this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool because, like, you know, I'm exhausted. And just emotionally, physically, mentally drained from the entire thing. Um, for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with my kids. But yeah. But because uh, they are, I'm going to miss them all a lot. But they're super, you know, like the, the way I consoled myself about leaving the teens was that like, you know, I have a youth-friendly Instagram that I keep for them and like to keep in touch with them, you know. And so the ones that I want to keep in touch with, I will. And I still can, like, make a positive life move for my mental health. Yeah, that's really nice because, you know, that's a good way that the 
phones and the internet has affected us is we can keep in contact with anyone from anywhere. Even children. Yeah, it's Even true. children. Even children who we only talk to on, um, you know, <laughs> social media in a super uncreepy way until they're at least 18. For and like, fuck them. No. <laughs> I just want to emphasize how much it's a lie because I'm married and I do not. I feel like I'm married and also not a pedophile. Thing. Yeah. Thank you. Emphasizing that that was a joke. Yes. Um, well, as my new employer can tell you, my background check came back clean and I'm not a pedophile either. Yeah, <laughs> Woo, we should get you a cake. So yeah, go Jess. Not a pedophile, not a yeah. pedophile since uh, you know 2011 or whenever I got my first background check. <laughs> Just since then, before then, pedophile. I mean, before then, I was a minor or so. So like, so yeah, pedophile. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you were having, you were doing it with kids. Right. Um, like, if I was sexually active, I should have been doing it with kids. <laughs> this is taking a weird turn. <laughs> this is, I might cut this. I might not. So, surprise if this is it. I mean, there's nothing inherently bad about this discussion. It's just going to a weird place. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, like, weird sentences are being made. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm quitting my job, and I got a new job um, with phoenix public library so the cool difference is before i was a children's like youth services librarian which is everybody from birth to age 18 but now i'm my business card is actually going to say teen librarian so that's really exciting that is exciting yeah pretty psyched about being able to like go into a new system and do the same fun stuff and some new fun stuff it's gonna be cool but I get like two weeks off before then because my last baby I know my last day at work is Saturday and then I'm not starting the new place until two weeks after that oh my god you gotta just smoke all the weed (laughs) I'm like two weeks uh huh for like two weeks for like two weeks only and then just like sober up um, no, <laughs> like I don't. The day before, I don't actually ha- have to necessarily sober up if I don't want to because they know I have my med card and like it's all legal and everything. So, I mean, obviously, I'm well, not just... going to smoke and then go to work. But yeah. I'm just saying extra weed next two weeks. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, that kind of just goes with the territory of like not being at work. yeah when you're at home weed time yeah pretty much honestly anymore like that's how like because I have include including the podcast several like projects I work on from home like some are money making and others are just sort of like for funsies but uh most of them are are they're not weed related but they're done high (laughs) I mean most things need to be done high it just makes everything a little softer you know a little easier to deal with yeah 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 oh my gosh so I have to ask Mm -hmm. is this week's episode uh named after a song because I've never heard a song named secrets and lies okay so it actually is 
Oh my god, what is who? What song? Okay, so I did not look up the song, so I still don't know what it sounds like, but the song is called Secrets and Lies and is by Jonathan Brooke. Oh, this must be like a Canada thing. Which is someone I've never heard of. Um, and it was also a 1996 British film. Oh. Well, you know, I don't think this uh, episode should have been called Secrets and Lies. I think it should have been called Daddy Issues. <laughs> Daddy Issues. Because, like, the thing is, and I know we're jumping ahead because we haven't even explained, like, what the episode's about yet. But Ashley's whole thing doesn't seem to have a lot to do with the fact that her dad is gay it seems to have a lot to do with the fact that she's offended he didn't tell her earlier or that he seems to have left her their family for her his boyfriend well that's what she was more concerned with right she's like i don't care if you're gay you've been being a bad dad yeah because she was like well even when it was like she didn't know that he was gay and she was guessing if like uh, he had left for another woman. She seems very upset by that. So I think that she was just very upset by the fact that, like, he leaving left the, the family. family. Yeah, and it wasn't for like a reason that was justifiable in her head. In her head, leaving the family for another person mm-hmm. was abandoning her mom and her, right. and basically just leaving them to you know, whatever happens to you when it happens to you at like for his happiness. Right. And, you know, to her, that's like, fuck you. Like I had to grow up and be in this situation where now I have a, another crappy dad. Who's just a Jeff know, yelling about the dishes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, I mean, I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, dude, like, you know, you fucking left me and he didn't even like and the thing is is like he didn't even give her because I understand like you know wanting to wait because she's a kid and she, you know being like I don't know if you're ready to hear this but it's like he didn't even give her a reason so it's like she felt probably for a long time like it was her fault right sorry super jumping ahead <laughs> That's okay I just like every time every time we do this I'm just like um this is such good like commentary but for somebody that doesn't hasn't seen the episode they have like no idea what we're talking about so I feel like we should start reading the the synopses at the beginning so that like people understand <laughs> yes yes we just go off on little things but um before the synopsis do you have any facts about this episode um my main one is that there was another writing slip about a non-existent sibling this week Ooh, who? so JT said something about his sister And later on, we find out that JT very much is an only child and does not have a sister. Very, very interesting. These siblings are all going missing. I know. The first or like the third episode, second episode, it was uh, Manny's non-existent brother. Manny is also very famously an only child. Yeah, I think like you know these children are getting abducted by aliens or something. They must be after after season one. I mean, season one of the show is like season one of any show. I feel like they're still kind of finding their footing and figuring out like who all the characters really are. Yeah, because if you watch season one of The Office and then season oh like, yeah five of The Office, you're like, what? Like it's an entirely different show. Totally, Parks and Rec is the same way. Yeah. All right, so should we read the synopsis of the main plot, Ashley's plot that we were talking about? Yes, the main 
plot, the eighth grader plot. Yes, the eighth graders. So this week it says, Ashley is so excited about her dad coming home from his long trip to Europe. But when he gets back, she senses something is up between him and her mom. They seem to be getting along very well. Ashley continues to enjoy his company and attention, but she still senses that something isn't right. Under pressure, her mother reveals that her dad is gay. Ashley Ashley is angered that her father has been lying to her for all these years and decides to cut him from her life. (sighs) Oh, Ashley. Yeah. Before I knew anything at the very, very beginning when he was, like, driving her home, I just wrote, Daddy issues are screaming at me already. Yo, okay, so my note about that scene was Ashley's dad, cute or creepy. So, like, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, and then when she walks in the house and then, like, her mom's arguing. Yeah, that's a very, like, that's dad. such a um, a plot device, that argument. Yeah. But, like, oh, my gosh, and it's such, like, a weird argument to, like, involve your children in. And I was like, this is just gross. Yeah, oh, like, careful, she's in one of her moods. Oh, yeah, be careful. It's like, uh. That was very, like, word cleaver Donna Reed, 50s husband, toned. Yeah, I'm like, with dads like these around, no wonder Ashley would have daddy mm-hmm. issues. She has like, terrible, like, examples of grown men in her life. Yeah, like, these, like, one just completely left, no uh, explanation. Cause, and then comes back like, I'm fancy. Yeah, right? Well, and the thing that's creepy is, like, all the 13-year-old girls are drooling over him. Oh, yeah, I have later on in my oh. like, notes about how Paige needs to just shut up. Speaking of pedophile, like, it's not pedophiles because he's not egging it on. But, you know, what's the opposite of a pedophile? Just a regular teenage girl, I guess. Yeah, teenage girls lust after. They do. Thing. What the heck? Everybody always talks about how boy hormones, you know, when they go into puberty, like the sex thing. But girls, possibly equally or more so? Ooh, like the Liberty is such oh a good example. Oh my god, you're <laughs> so right. Um, I have a lot to say at the end about how I super relate to Liberty in this episode so because cute. I totally behaved the same fucking way. Even down to like she takes the picture of JT at one point just randomly with like a mm-hmm. disposable camera. I did that. I did that to the guy I had a crush on for like. And eight then did days. you just keep the picture and like look at it sometimes? Yes, Aww. like a psycho. I was so creepy. And this poor, poor boy, he just, like, had no idea how to get rid of me. He was like, um, how do I show you the least amount of interest? And <laughs> I was just, like, so in love with him. I just wanted him to pay attention to me so bad. But, you That's know. really cute, though. <laughs> I was so liberty in this episode for, like, for like a good eight years. So for for those wondering, hang on one second, let me get it back. Um, or should we save discussion of that one for after um, the eighth graders? Um, I mean, we we could probably read it now, just so when we go in chronological when we go when we go in chronological order of the episode. Chronological then, order. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be able to. Uh, touch on whatever's happening. Speaking of pedophiles, we're going in chronological order today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just, you know, Freudian slips. Chronological. (laughs) So, meanwhile, for the seventh graders, Liberty has the biggest crush on JT, but he's not interested in her. 
After hearing the news about, J- about Ashley's father, JT figures out the easy way to reject Liberty um, by telling her he is a gay. <laughs> oh, my God. It says by, so by telling her oh. he, too, is a, quote, gay, unquote. <laughs> wow. Liberty is crushed by this. And with JT eventually... Oh, okay. This is weirdly worded. I feel like it's been edited badly. Liberty is crushed by this, and with JT eventually tells her that he isn't gay. He's he's just isn't really interested in her. <laughs> Although Liberty is somewhat still hurt, she is happy that he finally told her the ultimate truth. God, this website is usually so good. What is with this like description? Yeah, this, one's, this one's a little a little wonky. For those of you following along at home, that is the Degrassi wiki. It's usually amazing, but I think something's going on with this entry for this particular episode. I think some fourteen-year-old uh, editor. Oh my that, god, maybe uh, it's the same one that was trolling us. Oh, they knew what episode we were doing next, and they edited. <laughs> Lord. I mean, honestly, if that's what happened, fucking kudos to that kid. That's that's smart, and I respect it. Yeah, I respect that move. If that was that I kid. bet he doesn't care anymore, though. He's probably, like, moving on to something else already. Yeah, kids have a short attention span when they're bullying <laughs> people they don't know. We only bullied that guy at our but... school, like, twice. <laughs> had butch, butch, yeah, butch, but, but, but butler, bro, butch butler, Brock, Brock Butlet. Oh my god! And no one will ever know if that's a real name or a fake name that we gave him because it's a ridiculous fucking name, anyway. And that's why we bullied him. Yeah, because we didn't even know for no one other reason than the fact that he had butt. Well, because we saw his name like in the yearbook or something, and then somehow found out which locker was his. Like we never even met him in person. Well, I remember I had taken that creepy photo. Oh yeah, I still have that photo. (laughs) It shows up in my memories every year. Oh god. It's like, hey, remember Brock Butlet? Just like, do I ever Facebook? Do I ever? <laughs> I mean, for the record, I I don't know if what we did to Brock Butlet would consider be considered bullying or just like obnoxious. We were just obnoxious because, like, we just wrote all over his stuff, but. That's all we did. Because like, it wasn't even. I think we it. we purposely avoided anything that was like would have been damaged it was kind of just on like notebooks and stuff yeah and on like random papers we just wrote blood. yeah i don't know man like undiagnosed unmedicated <laughs> mental illnesses are a hell of a drug oh boy and then you add in the mix like some uh sexual assaults oh, in there child abuse and it's like Ooh, what are they gonna do next no one no that's the beauty of being us no one ever knows no one ever knows. We did a lot. Yeah. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> it is almost 6 p.m. here in Arizona, and my headache is just going away. Congratulations, Jess. Oh, my God. That sounds heavenly. When I got home this afternoon, I took a big fat handful of ibuprofen and then made a cup of coffee because I thought maybe it was a caffeine withdrawal, and it appears to have been caffeine withdrawal, so... 
Hell yeah. Get it out of here. Get that headache out of here. To top it off, the coffee was really good. So it's actually like a pretty chill afternoon. Um, So you were saying that you are, or you were, you had crushes like Liberty's crush on JD. Oh my God. Like, yeah, this, and and I feel so bad because it was the same guy. Oh, so you were Liberty because she's only ever liked JT. Oh, yeah, I am Liberty. I'm Liberty so hard. Like it, and it was it was just like that. Like I took a creepy picture of him, and I'd be like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing? You want to do like?" And he even gave in and dated me for like two weeks, I think, in sixth grade. And then he broke up with me because he was like, I'm sorry, I just did it because I pitied you. And I was like, ah. And then I continued to like him for another like. Four years. Oh boy. It just like so (laughs) I remember doing that kind of thing too and having those kinds of crushes. And I definitely like looking back, I know I just was a total weirdo when it came to like people I had crushes on too. But um at the time it just feels like it's everything. Yeah, oh my god. And then like Seriously, like, everything Liberty did in this episode, I felt like I, I must have done at some point because it's, like, it was just mm-hmm. – she was so fucking dramatic, and it even, like, ruined some oh, of her I know. shit. And she's so smart. Like, she would have never, like, messed up, like, a poem being off yeah. the syllable. But, like, her poem's so, like, hot and heavy and, like, ooh, I'm going to come it at you. I'm going to get you. And I was, like – yeah, oh, I lie awake. And I remember being, like, her age and being, like, oh, yeah, lying awake, waiting for you, Ick. baby. I was just, like, oh, my God, you're such a child. So, <laughs> but, like, those hormones do rage, man. Oh, are they sophomore raging? Sophomore year of high school, Um, like, you probably remember I liked to write poetry in my notebooks. Um. But sophomore year of high school, I had written this poem about a girl that I had a big fat crush on. And then, like, I did the same exact fucking thing that Liberty does in this episode. I, like, I stood up in class and read it out loud as, like, my assignment. But, like, she was in that class. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, looking back now, I'm just like, I cannot fucking believe I did that. Oh, my gosh. I I totally feel like I I don't think I ever read like a poem in front of the class that like would have inferred anything, but I'm sure like I passed poem notes or some kind of bullshit like that. Being like, hey, oh, or like accidentally dropped it in front of them or something. Oh, oh no. Yeah, like just make sure they see it so that they can think about whether they're interested in you or not. and then like come back three days later and ask you out on a date like as if it was spontaneous if they thought about it all themselves yeah because like you'd think of all these like great scenarios in your head that would just never happen oh my god high school's the worst middle school's even worse than that it is it is it is and I wish high school I wouldn't wish high school upon Mm -mm. my worst enemy so the yes. seventh graders had to write haikus for Miss Kwan. Yeah, and, and you know what? I thought it was so crazy. Like Emma's was wonderful, of course, of course. It and it was, was of course about like her love of saving right. the planet. And I was like, of course, Emma, I love you so much. But then like when Sean got up and read his poem, I was like, 
just no like way. yes yes like- sean yes <laughs> yes i applaud this child this child I is mean, okay because doesn't miss kwan even say like a poetry about hating poetry like okay i guess she was like, well, it's supposed to be about your feelings, and those are your feelings. So, so yeah. good job. <laughs> I, I wrote down, I love I Kwan do, too. I was just so happy. Like, even uh, earlier in the episode, she, like, totally came in on the girls and was like, um, excuse me. Oh, I know. She's such a queen. I love her. Another Degrassi podcast that I've been listening to, and I don't remember which one because I've been listening to, like, four different ones on a regular basis – um, but they, one of them refers to her as Queen Kwan, and I have Ooh. started referring to her as Queen Kwan in my head, too, because she's, she just is, she's just a queen, she's an amazing teacher, but she's, like, an actual real human being, too. Yeah, I love, and I love, like, how she goes at the students who, like, aren't paying attention, or who, who aren't, like, into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the kinds of teachers that you would respect way more in school. Like, like Jimmy okay, in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I relate like to Lord of the Flies. Oh, but there was nice continuity in this episode when they showed the eighth graders in um, English class. Miss Kwan was like, oh, yeah, we're going to continue talking about Lord of the Flies. I know. I was like, like okay. oh, damn, they're still on Lord of the So I guess it's only been, like, a week since the yeah, last episode. I mean... Um, but yeah, Emma's. Oh, oh sorry. By the way, uh, I was gonna say Emma's crimped hair. Oh, Emma's crimped hair. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. So remember, like in the first couple episodes, I was talking about how I love Emma's hair, like evolution. The crimped hair is like a thing for a while. Oh, because I remember having mm-hmm. a crimper. I don't know if you ever had a crimper, but I. Show I didn't crimper. have my own, but some of the other girls at the dance studio did, and we would all share like all our stuff. So I did crimp my hair on occasion. Oh my gosh! I remember it was the thing. Like if you didn't crimp your hair, like you were a yeah. dumb bitch. Like, like what are you even doing? Because the thing you. to do was to crimp all of your hair, but then like tie it up in those weird, like lopsided, messy ponytail bun things. Yes, or like to put like the butterfly. Yeah, clips so it looked like you just like jumped off the back out. of a motorcycle. Hell yeah, man! I I miss that messy ass. I mean, it, there was a lot less pressure for like your hair to look good, like there is now. Oh yeah, now you need to look slick as hell. Like Ashley's hair is frizzy. Oh, as it hell. is, but it and, reminds me. Uh, so Ashley's hair actually is what my hair looked like around this time. I was about twelve. When this um when this was originally aired and my hair looked almost exactly like Ashley's. Yeah. Oh really? See, my hair is super curly, so I don't know whose hair would be like mine. Um everyone else has pretty everyone has pretty Yeah, maybe not hair. anyone that right now ex- well, maybe Manny. But hers is more straight. Hers is very, like, heavy and thick, so it's straighter because it's, like, heavy. Yeah, I have, like, ringlet curly hair. I know. Hair. I don't think anybody has your type of hair right now, but later on, there's a few cheerleaders whose hair look like looks like yours. Nice. Oh, my gosh. But, like, uh, 
back to back to Liberty. I I just I feel so bad because like JT is just so like at first I think like maybe he's just like nervous and he's like oh no a girl likes me, but then like it becomes clear and clearer that he like just wants her to leave him alone, and that makes me feel so upset because I'm like oh man like they're dropping all these mad hints and like I didn't even get them. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. Oh, I just thought he was like being like, oh, I don't know. Girls are weird and stuff. And then it like at the end, he's like, I've been giving all these hints and I don't like you. I'm like, like you haven't. Okay, though. like well, I didn't even get him. Like he is, yeah, he is sort of like his behavior could be I don't like you, or it could be just regular awkward twelve year old boy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how are you supposed to guess? How are you supposed to guess, man? Like nobody can read minds. You're just and what lib- what ugh, I keep <laughs> stuttering over my words today. What Liberty says at the end, where she's like, "You could have just told me that you didn't like me." I was like, "Yeah, you really could have." Could've. Like Liberty has a Why point. But the thing her. is, okay, so if we're talking about JT and Liberty right now, I have some shit to say about JT's behavior. Well, yeah, if we're gonna talk about like JT's behavior and stuff. Um, he is very problematic. I was really upset with JT. I, so I remembered that he does this, but I didn't remember how very like offensive his actions are. Yeah. And like how he's just like, what's stereotypical? Yeah, exactly. Like what's the most stereotypical gay guy thing I can possibly think of to do? I'm going to put my arm around Toby of all people and be like, oh, Liberty, sorry, I'm gay. Look, see, my friends around, or my arms around my friend. I can't date you. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. And have I mentioned I'm gay? And and the thing is, is like at, at that last one where she like runs out of the room, like almost crying. It's like you realize like he's just like hurting her feelings. It's like you really don't have to push it this hard, dude. The girl's not an idiot. She knows you're lying. Yeah. And it's like you're just hurting her feelings. Like you you don't need to be doing this crap. Like you could have ended this so quickly and instead you're just hurting feelings and you're right. Because the thing is she sees him going through all of this effort to prove to her that he's gay just so he doesn't have to date her and at the end when he finally comes clean she goes am I that horrible oh my god when she said that that hurt my heart so much because every time that fucking guy rejected me I'd be like wow do I suck like no you don't (laughs) he does it's like no it's like baby girl and it's also like you could be the sweetest peach on it on the tree, and some yeah. people just don't like peaches. I mean, and it's like that, and that's just them. They don't like peaches. That's not. I would about like you. to quote. You're a sweet If I may, peach. I would like to quote something uh, contemporary and relevant. <clears throat> if he don't love you anymore, just walk your <laughs> fine ass out the door. Yeah. Quote Lizzo, 2019? 2019. So. But, like, Liberty could use some, some Lizzo energy, I think. Well, I think that, you know, it just came too late for her. She, she needed did. it then. And now and she's a DJ in real life, so maybe she plays Lizzo full circle. 
<gasps> anyway, JT's yes. a fucking asshole. And his gross mustard mouth mustache was gross. I know. I was like, how do you not feel yeah. that around your face right now? Like, wipe your mouth. Wipe your goddamn mouth. I know mouth. you don't not feel it. Yeah. Why? Like, ugh, little boys are so nasty. And also, <laughs> while he has his mustard mouth, I don't know if you noticed this, but it was pretty special to me. When Liberty goes to eat the little <laughs> mini corn and she, like, puts it up to her mouth <laughs> all sensual. And I was like, damn, girl, what are you doing? I was like, you're making some it's doing the whole the whole like like, uh like that slow motion love track but he's got like mustard mouth and she's putting a little miniature corn like mayor main i hate to say it but is that maybe foreshadowing to when we find out that jt has a little dick and yeah (laughs) needs a fucking penis bump (laughs) Needs a fucking <laughs> But I mean, I guess that's all of JT and Liberty. Yeah, story, that was really all that I is. Mean, was like, poor Liberty had a crush. JT was fucking insensitive as shit and acted all the stereotypical ways you could possibly think to act to pretend he was gay just to get her off his back and ended up hurting her feelings and being an asshole because you know. Yeah. Straight white cis man? I don't have any other explanation for it except that. Except for just like um, boys are idiots, especially at that age. (laughs) Yeah. But like, okay, so jumping back for for the the eighth grade storyline, when Ashley, like, when um, her dad drives her home that second time. And then her mom comes out and she yeah, kisses they're all her dad and shit. on the lips. Yeah, she kisses him on the lips twice. I was like, um, that's cheating. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, when you find out later he's gay, I, I was still like, I'm, that's yeah. still cheating, lady. You I'm not sure. The like, they do that a lot in this show, though. Like, the adults kiss each other as, like, hellos. Ooh. You know, that kind of freaks me out. I've seen, like, families who, like, yeah. kiss on the mouth, like, mom children and dads and children and i'm like no i like that that's i think when my family did kisses when i was a kid i think we kissed on the cheek like i think when i was a baby and like a toddler it was like on the mouth and stuff but after that like when i hit a certain age, it was like cheeks the only on the cheek because it was like it's fucking weird you don't kiss on the mouth except for like one person Maybe yeah, you love your poly, your partners, but your part—it's a thing. It's a thing yeah. reserved for your, you know. I don't know. Maybe not exclusively, but like, not yeah, family. it can get weird. I don't know. <laughs> People you're romantically, yeah, you know just mean? very like close very to or like intimate with in some way. <laughs> yes, yes, no, but not your mom or your dad. not familially intimate. So the fact that, like, the mom kissed the dad, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I was shocked that, like, she guessed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So quick. I was like, I, I was going to ask you what that. you thought like, about that, because up until this point, this is episode seven. Up until this point, there's been no mention of, like, anything LGBT. Like, it's not even clear that anybody on the show has ever met a gay person in their life. So, like. There's been no yeah. mention of anything gay, and then all of a sudden she's, like, mentioning 
it as like a like a joke, like something that's so far out of the realm of possibility that it's so funny to say that, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, like I can't possibly imagine a universe where my dad likes other guys. Ew. Yeah. But it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's just what I, I felt like the writers just like had to put it in because like, I do not feel like a child, especially like one that, as you said, like ha- hasn't interacted with LGBT stuff in any of the other episodes that we've right. seen. Like she doesn't have any friends that are LGBT I know the closest she's got degrees of separation to the gays is like Paige's brother. Yeah. And then apparently she didn't know because oh, Paige yeah, was that's like, right. I'm just but you know it was great it was totally like vindication bitch. for the last few episodes where she's been such an asshole oh yeah but like oh my god like her saying like I well my older brother like, you were not trying to help like, you, you were trying to stir like, the shit yet again and you finally yes. got told yes. for it and that's like the equivalent of saying something racist yeah. and getting called out and then being but I have yeah. a black friend. And it's like, um, that doesn't make you But not what kills me racist. about Paige in this <laughs> is that she goes from the one scene where they're all standing there after whatever sport that was or gym class. I don't know, but we never see them dressed in those outfits again. Was it lacrosse? Uh, oh, gosh. I, I think it was remember. lacrosse. But when they're stand, the three mm-hmm. girls are standing there, and you know the dad walks by and says like, "Hey, Ashley, I'll give you a ride home." And the girl, the other girls are like swooning over him, Terry and uh, Paige. And um, but yeah. she goes from that in that scene being like, "Oh my god, your dad's so hot for an old guy," and then in the next scene that Paige is in, she's like, "I've been thinking your dad is too hot to be single." Like, how dare he not cheat on your mom with another woman? Have you ever considered if maybe he's cheating on her with guys instead? And then, like, when Ashley, like, gets super offended because he just came out to her and she's still, like, processing it. And she, like, dumps the fucking chocolate milk in Paige's face. Her whole, like, Paige's entire demeanor just shifts. And she's just like, I was just trying to help. I have a gay brother. It's okay that I said something stupid. Oh, that's how manipulative people are, though. Manipulative people are like, oh, they'll just use like the situation to manipulate people around and be like, whoa. She still me. somehow managed to make. Help. Have you noticed that for like the last three episodes? Paige has not been a main character. She's definitely been a secondary character, but she's managed to make all the situations about herself anyway somehow. <laughs> yeah, total. Yeah, does seem that way. I mean, we're not here to diagnose. <laughs> but they're anyone, not real people anyway. We are here. If to they analyze. they're fake people, we can be fake uh, therapists. Yeah, exactly. Egg. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And the, the dad's speech to like Ashley to mm-hmm. try and get her to understand. It seems so like harsh to me. Like, I don't know. He just seemed like so straightforward. And so like, this is what's happening. And then blah. And he just like, I don't know. Just the way he talked was so strange to me. Like for him to talk that way to like a 12 year old or a 13 year old yeah. girl. I was like, 
I was like, have you ever I mean, he has been away before? for an like, undetermined <laughs> amount of time. So maybe it was like, and I mean, her mom's gotten remarried in the time that the dad's still been gone. So maybe like it's been a bunch of years. And the last time he saw her, she was like little. Yeah. Cause just like the way he talked to her was just so weird. He was like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry I had to do it to be, and I'm sorry I had to hurt your mom and you. And but I like had we to do fell this. in love. Like, like you could have done it like, a different way. You're, in... yeah. Because the fact is, he wasn't that's even like thing. honest. And that's, I think, what Ashley's really mad about. Yeah, and she because she took it well. Yeah, she, she took takes it pretty the... well until the Christmas until the what thing? Oh yeah, the yeah. Thing comes She's up. like. Getting used she was to like, it, okay, she still doesn't okay. realize that that was the reason why he went away. Because I think her main her main problem with her dad is the same problem that it was before, which was he went away and hasn't been in touch very much, and she misses him. Yeah, and she was like, because the thing is, is when like all of this was happening, and he was like explaining it to her. I think she was processing like, okay, well, he left mm-hmm. to figure things out. And that's okay. And then he said, well, there was this guy. And then she was like, well, I met him. I met him while you were with mom. Like, I think, like, she processed that, like, you left us for him because she had known him. And so that's when it ruined, I think, any, like, um, (coughs) understanding or, like, like, you know, any kind of, like, situation where she would have been okay with it. She was like. No, fuck that. Like now I now I hate it. Now it's done. Yeah. Fuck you're right. You. And the writers did a good job uh like showing that whole evolution of thought of hers. Yeah, because you can see that she's like accepting it and processing it. And then you can see like when he she brings up Christopher, yeah. she's like, wait a minute. This and I guy- kind of remember like the first <laughs> few times I watched this episode so like I did watch Degrassi when it originally was airing in the U or like not originally airing in the U.S. but in like I probably started watching it in like 2004 so after it had been in the U.S. for like two years um but when I was watching it I watched it one full time through like while it was on uh TV and then I watched it in syndication a lot uh while I was in college but like all those times I watched this episode, I thought that Ashley was homophobic because of that scene and the way that while she's figuring it out, she says, like, oh, my God, like, we had him over for dinner at our house. And the, her tone of voice is kind of like like when ignorant people, um, you know, talk about, like, having to share a, a taxi with somebody that has AIDS or something. And they're just like, oh, my God, like, our hands touch. Yeah. Maybe I have AIDS now. Like, that was kind of her tone. And so for the longest time, I felt like she was mad at him because she doesn't like gay people or she's homophobic. But now I think it's more that. Yeah, because, like, you know, I was, like, bothered at first by how upset she seemed by, like, the whole news. And I was like... Well, I mean, I understand, I guess, like, you know, if you find out someone you're super close mm-hmm. to, like your father or your mother, it's something that you didn't expect. I mean, I guess I, I mean, I mean, I, I, 
I don't know, because I guess if I figured out that, like, one of my parents was gay, I wouldn't be yeah upset. But I, yeah. I feel like she feels well, like that's he maybe was maybe the lying. thing is, if he had figured out he was gay and instead of going away to figure it out on his own he stayed with the family and said like hey guys this is me I'm working on it and I hope that you'll be able to support me yeah I think like she's not actually mad at him for being gay I think she's mad at him for handling it the way that he did and like going away to be by himself to figure it out instead of staying in town with the family and being like hey this is me I'm figuring it out and I hope you can support me or whatever yeah, and being like, yeah. this is who I'm with, and this is what's going on. Because the thing is, is like, when she finds out it was someone she knew, when she finds out it was like someone that had been near, but the not family, in the context so of this is your dad's new partner. Like, it was in the context of like, oh, it's my friend, it's my somebody, it's not anybody important. Yeah, and it's like he was just around. And it our turns family. out like it was no big he's deal. He's the and one that you left for- us for. Yeah, so I think that, like, so much of her anger is coming from, like, I feel so abandoned, and I feel so, like, upset with you because I feel like you abandoned me for someone else. Like, if it was for yourself or something, like, I felt like she was trying to cope with that, but then when it once again became about someone else, and it was for sure someone else, like, she had a name. And everything, she was like, nah, you're out. You're cut out. Yeah. I don't like this at all. And I don't know. I mean, like, I totally understand that. I mean, it's just very, um, very much so about But I have to wonder, too, though, because um, when we did the episode about their blended family with her and Toby and their parents, uh, they were very open about going to therapy as a family and everything. So why wouldn't they have done that, you know, however many years ago that Ashley's dad left? Why wouldn't they have done therapy of some type then? You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think that probably because. Oh, yeah, probably. Kind of I keep forgetting it was like the 90s. Surrounding the- uh, yeah, I bet you. I bet you there was like shame and like. Oh, he did leave our family to go to Europe with another man. So let's keep it under wraps and let's just hush hush. The same way that like cousin Mary went to, you know, somewhere for nine months and came back skinnier. Yeah. It's just like, you know, some things families don't want to talk about. And especially, you know, uh, taboo subjects. And if they're from older years, then, you know, some things are more taboo than they are now. Like if you're here about your great aunt getting an abortion, you're like, what the fuck? Because Mm -hmm. it's from like 40 years ago, but you hear about your cousin getting an abortion and you're like, "Eh, because it's now. Yeah. Oh, cool. But you hear about your great aunt. What? Yeah. In the basement. Whenever I hear about like old abortion, like old style abortions, I just think of that scene from American Horror Story where she does it herself with the coat hanger. Have you seen that? <laughs> oh god, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it just like the idea of yeah, a metal no coat way. hanger up my vagina. That honestly sounds like first of all, die. it sounds so unpleasant and painful. But second of all, how do you even know that you're like poking the right thing? Exactly. And that's why, like, you right. tear your shit up and 
don't well, try. And the thing is, like, they think that they're bleeding because they're that. having a miscarriage, but in reality, they've, like, punctured their fucking kidney or bladder or something by mistake. Oh, oh. Yeah. And then, you know, back then, what are you going to do? Go to the yeah, doctor and be like, ah, I tried I to know. abort. You get arrested? Yeah, it was it was illegal. That was go to the... Um, but then okay, so there was this one last moment I have to talk about uh, that that is important. Um, I was like very upset. Ashley oh like, yeah, we definitely need to talk about that scene. But then, but then uh, when Terry like comes back and she's like, "Well, my mom's dead," like. I would, or like, you know, it's the whole, like, you know, I've heard it before with, like, you know, people who abandon toxic parents and they're like, well, you know, my parents said I'd give anything to talk to them and you have yours in your life. You have a choice. I don't have a choice. And it's like, okay, like, I totally understand where mm-hmm. Terry's coming from, especially because she's so young and she's so hurt. And, like, she sees a friend who has, like, a dad that she sees as very kind. And she's like, you're horrible to do this. But it's like, I don't think that that's a good message because it's like, if a family member is toxic, it cut them yeah, out. Yeah, you're out. right. Get them, get rid of them. Like, you do not need to keep them in. Just because, somebody being related to you well, is you know, not a what good if enough they reason. They still have to be like respectful of your basic needs. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it doesn't like you shouldn't hold on to a relationship that makes you unhappy because that's what not if they a good have, reason and don't you do know? anything that's cool like what if anybody dies anybody could get hit by a yeah. car tomorrow like so what yeah and it's like and so i'm gonna keep this person in my life who makes me miserable because they might die and i'll feel bad like, yeah if i don't like talk to they them not they are maybe okay. gonna die they definitely are gonna die just <laughs> like the rest of us are like it's not that's not a good enough reason but yeah, I mean, and then of course, you know, the sad freeze frame at the end, <laughs> like a soap opera. I'm like, hilariously, the, the freeze frame photos at the end are like a thing with the capital T in the fandom. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's always noted in the trivia for the episode, like who was in the final. Uh, snapshot and like if it was their first time or like the last time they were featured in the final episode snapshot or like if they were doing something out of the ordinary that's like worth noting so like yeah they're a thing (laughs) oh well if we don't have anything else about the episode should we call this one another success yes I think that we are successful at another episode yeah thank you for tuning in it's been a pleasure you're all wonderful uh follow us on instagram and facebook yes and you can also follow our personal accounts i'm at surprise it's jess with one s (laughs) all right well i hope that you all have enjoyed this uh tune in next week for our recap yeah and um tell your friends to listen too because our listenership has gone up this week which is really exciting and also we're almost to 200 instagram followers which is not bad at all for only having like seven episodes yes uh definitely tell your friends if they like degrassi tune in or on spotify we're on breaker we're on google play there's something else, Ron, but I don't even remember. Well, we name, record so and post on Anchor, which is, um, you know, an app that yes. exists. 
but yes. Uh, all right. See you next week, y'all. Thanks again, and bye-bye. Yeah, see you next week. Bye-bye.